I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this is a Couple Games Gaming Podcast. Tonight, we have a hot take, and we're also going to talk about our recently played games. Can't wait to get into it. We're going to start things off like we normally do. Getting back in the swing of things by talking about our recent plays. So, babe, what game do you want to talk about that we've recently played? So, I was thinking of going in order of least favorite to most favorite recent game we've played. (laughs) Least favorite to most favorite. Well, that's tricky because there's one game that I really like that you're kind of lukewarm on. There's one game we both really liked. So, I bet you're thinking about Orleans. As my... Which one? <laughs> what do you I mean? I thought we were starting with least favorite. Oh, starting with least favorite. Starting with least favorite. Well, that would be like our our hot take, probably. Well, there's another one that I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm, which one's that? You're trying to, you need to guess it. This is just going to be like dead airspace. No, it's not. You have to know. Because, okay, so Zach bought like 30 different variations of Dice Throne. I did not buy 30 different variations. I backed the Marvel Kickstarter. And then when it was about to come in, I was getting all excited. So I bought a couple more sets. I think he bought like six more sets. I bought four sets. Plus two. No, I bought four sets, and I sold two of them. So, so you now. had that giant box, and then you had, like, an extra okay. two extra two on top of the marble one. Okay. The, the giant box doesn't count. Okay, the giant mm. box is the cooperative-slash-solo expansion to the game. And so, because I was like, I don't know if Michelle's going to like Dice Throne, so I need to buy the solo version so I can play it solo in case she crushes my dreams and doesn't play with me yeah um yeah yeah but anyways it's it's all good it was just taking up a lot of of, uh space and i played it the regular version of dice throne we played the non-marvel version the non-marvel version and i just really it's not my kind of game we played two games of it so what what Dice Throne is, let's get into that. Dice Throne is basically battle Yahtzee. So you each take a character, and all the characters are very unique, and you're rolling dice trying to get different sets. And I say it's like Yahtzee because you get three rolls to do it. You can go for large straights. You can go for, you know, three of a kinds, four of a kinds, things like that. And they activate different abilities of your character and you're trying to knock each other down to zero health. And it's super similar to King of Tokyo, but, like, two-player battle with everyone having, like, really crazy special powers. Yeah. It's kind of, like, what it reminds me of, and I don't like that game all that much. I, I just, I play it whenever we leave family around and stuff. I think... Too the reason I didn't like the original Dice Throne is just because like the characters are so like ridiculous to me. I just can't even 
Like the gunslinger babe? Buy into it enough. Thought she was was like the cowgirl. I was like the ghost person or something. You were the shadow thief the first time. Which I, for the record, I suggested you play the gunslinger, which is the cowgirl. Because you're a Cowboys fan and you're a girl. So. Okay, but I, I don't know. You're from Texas. Still, it's just, <laughs> and it's just like, you're just attacking each other the whole time. And every round, it was just like, oh, you lost seven more things. Oh, you lost seven more. Oh, you lost actually 13 on that one. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like. Yeah. It's like, you start off with 50 points and then you have to go, you go down and the first person to like kill the other person wins. Yeah, and so you're attacking, the other person's defending, and so there's abilities, you're, you're triggering abilities on your turn as well as your opponent's turn. And you can play it 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, or you can play free-for-all, or with the dice thrown adventures, you can play like a, you're going through like a dungeon, knocking out small battles and things like that. And then there's like a big boss fight where you're fighting a boss. So, but then the Marvel version came in, and we played that, and your thoughts. And I like that one better, I really do, because I've liked playing Marvel Splendor, and so it's it's another, like, Marvel-themed game that I actually don't mind, but it's still not going to, like, be the game I uh, suggest very frequently. But we're playing through a tournament, a little bracket. Yeah, it feels like one of those campaign games. Yeah. Sort of. But yeah, like good we or are. bad. It's fine. I know you're like, let's play. We gotta go complete our bracket. He's like trying to get our friends to buy into our bracket and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. But they don't at all. They're like, Zach, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's still time to fill out They're your like, bracket. Captain Marvel lost to Spider Man because you know that's what happened last time. Yeah. Or the time before. I don't... I know that's... I've been Captain Marvel, and I've been Black Widow. Yeah. And I've lost both times. (laughs) It was really close. Yeah, it was close. I feel like the last game was super close. Yeah. I got pretty lucky. But anyways, so... It's Marvel Dice Zone. I really like it. The production is amazing. Because they come in these little trays that you just... Open the box, pick a character, that character has a little tray, you pop that open, unfold your board, grab your dice, it's all ready to go. It's so quick to set up. But that's Dice Throne, Marvel Dice Throne. Yeah, we'll have to keep everyone updated on the next round. And what do I need? I need to be um, Scarlet. Scarlet Witch. Witch next. And you don't have to be all the girls. You can, you can branch out and be a dude if you want. Okay, I can be... Black Panther. Thor. Okay, I could do either one of those. Doctor Strange. Hmm. What yeah. are my other options? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. So now that my person has, like, died, I can't be them again in this campaign thing, tournament? I mean, if we're going off the bracket, no. Okay. But if you just want to be that person, I would I would not mind playing a game with you, babe. We'll finish your bracket first. Okay, sounds good. So that's Dice Throne. Yes. It's an adventure. So we're going to at least 
favorite order. <laughs> I guess it's kind of like my least. <laughs> your least. Okay, so what Sorry. is what is your next least favorite? What's your next favorite game? Um, I don't. Uh, what am I? Uh, what have we played in the past week? <laughs> um, I know we've played. Uh, Orleon and Parks and Wingspan. Oh man, I like all of those. <laughs> um, honestly, between all of those though, and then we also played Tidal Blades. I didn't do good with Tidal Blades this past time, but... I think you were doing well, and then we had to break because Owen woke up from his nap. Yeah. And then once we sat back at the table, you just didn't know what you I didn't know where I had left off, and I was really tired because it was late because we were playing early in the day, and then it got broken up. Ethan was being so good, like, playing with the little... While we played, he was, like, playing with the little characters we weren't using. He's been so good, but when they, whenever Owen wakes up, we can't multitask anymore. Yeah. And I also just would keep starting to kill the monster creatures. Okay, so Tidal Blades is like worker placement all around this mythical world of, like, I don't know, oceans okay. and beaches and there's yeah. sea monsters and then there's people, like, fighting them. And I would start off going there, and then, like, you would always kill it and get all the points. Well, I didn't get all the points. I just got the kill reward. And I was hitting the hard spots to hit, which oh, you true. weren't. That's true. You had the dice, the black dice. Yeah. That I didn't have. Yeah, so I was doing the hard work and getting rewarded for it, and you were complaining about it. But, no, every time we play Tidal Blades... I like it a little bit more and it's a very big production. I backed it on Kickstarter before our firstborn child was born and it took forever, literally two and a half years to arrive at our door. But when it did, it was this huge box. Michelle's thought I was crazy. Like what, what did you buy? And the production is just awesome. It came with this neat little storybook that our, three-year-old loves to read yeah he always like i want title blades i want to read title blades and he goes and looks and like you know sees echo called him gecko for a while and yeah he's you know he's getting the names down and things like that but it's yeah it's funny when people that come over to watch him and he's like i want to read title blades and they're like what what is this <laughs> yeah and then i have to explain that i got it with a board game it's this whole thing and we don't really read it we just look at the pictures yeah. right now i mean it, there's yeah. a lot of text on every page yeah there's no way it's like the listen. whole lore of this mythical world that michelle was talking about anyways title blades really cool everybody gets their own little character which are unique they have different abilities and things they can do it's worker placement, like she said. What's neat is every character board has these trait dials, which you're leveling up your character as you play the game, completing different challenges at different places. And there's a little judge that rotates around. So if you do a challenge in front of a judge, you get to go up on the leaderboard. If you attack monsters and stuff like that, you get to go up on the leaderboard too. Things like that. And if you don't attack the monsters and they don't die, then 
during the night when they attack, you get the consequence if you haven't tried to attack them, basically. So, I really like Tidal Blades. It's, it feels like a lot to get out sometimes, but you suggest, hey, let's play Tidal Blades while Owen was napping midday. Yeah. Which I thought was crazy. I was like, uh, are you sure? Easton's awake. Owen's been asleep. I don't know how long this will last. But we, we were going through it, and we got halfway. Yeah, a little over, over half. halfway. Yeah. And it was going really well. And, yeah, anyway. But it was and it was fun. Like, I feel like Easton's at a good age where he can semi-entertain himself, like, with the characters. Yeah. He kept trying to take the stuff that we were playing with. Not, a little, like, a horribly, little bit. but a little bit. But it wasn't, yeah. like, it wasn't, like, detrimental to the game. Right. Um, but it was, it was good. Uh, but still, sometimes I just feel like I'm going in circles in that game and not getting anything accomplished. Yeah. I can see that. I can... Especially because when you go attack monsters, you lose dice that you've been... Been getting. You're like, I Working so to get... That. No, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, Back so... One. That is rough, but... So... It's good though. I mean, it's. I mean, it's a game I would never get rid of. Yeah, I I really like it. The only knock I have against it is the scaling for two players. Is we just kind of made up our own thing. You're supposed to use like this third player that goes and blocks spaces and attacks the monster, sometimes, but I don't like dealing with that. I don't like having to do that. I don't like third players. You gotta manage. And, yeah. Yeah. So we just kind of ignore that and did our own thing. But it's also, and the box. The box is super long. It's not super thick, but it's just ridiculously long. It doesn't fit on the shelf or yeah, a shelf. You have to put it on top, which is a pretty box, you know, but still. But that's Title Blades. All right. Do you want to talk about parks? Yes, so Parks, we played one night, not two, we played on a weeknight. I think so. It runs together these days because, like, you know, my job's just so different than it used to be. And yeah, you never leave the house. It's so great. I leave the house. <laughs> Went to Target today with Easton and had a blast there. He was just the best ever. He's so, he's just so good. He's in a really good age, yeah. He's been doing really good. Um... And I go, I leave the house on Wednesdays, office day. Um, but yeah, it does make like the nights or the, I don't know, week nights don't feel the same as they used to as a teacher. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Uh, we played parks and I, I'm pretty sure I lost. Yes. You're like you're on yeah. a real hot streak right now. You're like yeah, you've lost all the games <laughs> recently, so yeah, <laughs> it's kind of true. Only a little bit. Yeah. I'm on a losing streak. Um, I'm trying to think. So I know, in this variation, we were going for. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Water. There was something with like a, a special. Maybe that was just mine. Yeah, so in parks, everybody gets an objective to for what you're going for. The idea is you are going to visit these parks. And in order to do that, you have to get these resources, whether it's sunshine, water, mountains, trees. And then that's how you pay to go visit the park. 
it's thematically, I don't know how that fits in, but the, the way you do it is you have two hikers and there's this path of spaces and you place your little hiker on a space. The other person can't go there unless they use their campfire, which they can only do once per round. And basically you can't ever go backwards. You can only go forwards on the path. So once you skip over a space, you you can't get the resource there or unlock that little space ability. And then you do that four rounds, and at the end of the round, whoever has the most points on their part cards or with their goal wins the game. Right. And did you explain how every round you add another location so no. your like trail gets longer yeah you add another locate a little spot your hiker can go to and you shuffle those up so it's not the same trail every time mm-hmm. yeah my favorite thing in this game i don't know why it just makes me happy is there's every round there's weather and that determines this a special thing that happens like some things are discounted or the first time you do something yeah, or you can take a picture at certain locations, things like that. It also determines the resources that go on the little spots. And it's just the weather forecast for that week. And so it's like sunshine, sunshine, rain. And then sunshine, sunshine. It's yeah. the little pattern that comes out. I don't know why that makes me happy. But <laughs> I'm like, oh, the little weather for it. That makes so much sense. You know? I like the little campfire. little campfire? Yeah. And how you can, if you need to go somewhere where someone else is... Because in this game, it's kind of, I don't know, it's not work replacement, but you can't take up a spot where someone else, if someone else yeah. is on a certain section of the trail, you can't go there on, you know, your turn. You have to, like, skip ahead. So the campfire allows you to go, but you can only do that once per round, and then your fire is, like, burned out. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. I like that little, little mechanism. And when you get to the end of the trail, there's three options, and it's either, you know, build your park, it's claim a park, so you can, like, save it for later if you don't have all the resources yet, but you know you want to go for it before someone else, so I like that feature. Or there's, like, buy a tool or something that might help you accumulate cards faster. Yeah. Which could be, like, binoculars or backpack or a water canteen or just something. It's just a really cute wall-themed game, and I am, anyone that knows me knows I am, like, not an outdoors person at all, (laughs) but, like, this game is perfect, because it's, like, a cute little outdoors theme, but you don't have to be outside, so, yeah. Yeah, and (laughs) the art is really pretty. They use, um, they use the art from something famous about all the national parks it's like a there's a there's a book that has all these illustrations that are the parks in it mm-hmm. and that's where they got those the art for the cards so it's really cool and it's it's honestly very accessible so if you're not like a big gamer person then i feel like this one would be good there's also like a little brother version at target called trails which is, like, supposed to be the simpler version of Parks. But in our opinion, Parks is already simple. Yeah. So, oh, we've never played Trails? <laughs> but, I mean, I, I think I think Parks is perfect. Like, yeah. it's, it's very approachable. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty cool. 
Uh, what else? We played Orleans. Played Orleans on our anniversary. Yep. Eight years. Eight years. That's yeah. Right. We celebrated with our favorite cupcake place. Small cake. Small. Uh, we celebrated kind of a lot, actually. Well, like that was yeah. one. Yeah, we did. We like first we went to this like dessert restaurant, the like two days before, three days before, mm-hmm. four days before. No. And that was really cool. And then we, yeah, played a board game that night. I know we had, like, we just like had to get takeout because it was the middle of the week, but we celebrated on the weekend before too. Yeah. And we got crumble cookies. Got crumble cookies. We got small cakes. Their wedding cake cupcake is really good. We had some champs. Had some champagne. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. But we played Orleans, which, if you've never played Orleans, it is a bag building game where you get points for. Doing certain things like going up on tracks, gaining people, gaining money. Collecting resources and like putting out your own, they call them guild halls. But it's it's like you're going on a road collecting resources and like putting your own. Little house out there. Little house, yeah, out on the different cities in France. Yeah. So it's neat because it's bag building, so you what you're putting in the bag is are these workers or villagers or I, forget, I think they're called villagers. So you're basically choosing the type of people that are going in there. And so that triggers what abilities you'll be able to do on your turn. So it's neat because every game you can kind of go for a different strategy. And then there are these technology tiles that you can get that really kind of can put you in different strategies as well what do you think about it we've talked about Orleans before yeah we've talked about it before I mean we, you know I like it it's a it's a good one we've we went all in with our little upgrades on the little geek up bits right yeah we don't have metal coins for this one are there metal coins for it there there was some version of the game that came out a while back that had actual plastic resources instead of like the resource tiles and it had metal coins and things like that the only thing is like you there when you put the resource out on the board it's supposed to be random and i feel like if you're pulling stuff i don't know you need like a whole nother bag for the resources to do that and everything yeah no i mean, i think it's i don't think we need any thing else yeah. It's perfect. I know we played we've played several versions of it, but I like this version the best. I like how there's just so many choices for how you can go about winning. Like it's just there's a lot of different Yeah strategies. This is one so when you you were talking about different versions of it, we've played the regular, we've played the two player, and then this one has little bits of an expansion called trade and intrigue i think there's one version we haven't played is the cooperative uh version of it that's interesting yeah it's a lot like viticulture where you have a common goal yeah i think it's you have to go around the basically outskirts of the map and 
like build a build guild halls to like make a wall around it. Mm-hmm. And everybody also has a personal objective they have to complete before the game's over too. Oh wow! And so you're trying to complete personal objectives, and you're also trying to get around and build this wall. So it's kind of neat. I want to try it one day. But that's when Jamie Stegmaier was talking about the Viticulture world, which is the cooperative version we talked about last episode. He said it's a lot like that. Orleans version. Of- yeah. Huh. So. Yeah, I guess we should give that a try. I honestly didn't... I know you've mentioned that before, but I just I kind of forgotten about it. Yeah. So now it's kind of brought back up to the... Yeah, I want to try it because the, even this last time we reorganized our shelf. Oh, we didn't talk about that. <laughs> oh we'll gosh. talk about it. We'll talk about it. We reorganized our shelf. And, and all the shelves in the house. Well, because it's literally every shelf in the house. It's yeah. like being filled up with board games. And I was like, I can't. I can't handle this. Yeah. They but, need to be in one spot. <laughs> right. So we're trying to put all the shelves in one room and make room for all the board games. There's two boxes for Uli on the shelf. There's mm-hmm. the the box that we use all the time, which is the game, and then there's the the blue box, the invasion, is the cooperative expansion box. And so it holds all the stuff that we never play with. And so you asked if we needed it, and I said, well, not really. I just, I would have to sort out some things out of the version we do play with. As I, like, strategically try and place all these games on these shelves and like wait why why did we ever touch this one why do we need it here trying to make everything fit in one one room yeah which we've been really good about curating yes. our board game collection we've been yes. getting rid of games i think in the last couple months we've probably gotten rid of a good 12 games 12 to 15 games i think yeah so pretty crazy no it's been yeah i'd say we've been doing really really well i like the little game room we've got now it's good we got three four by two calyx shelves yeah yeah so it works it works works, you know and it's pretty much full so if we get new games we probably have to get rid of some you know There's a way to kind of condense a few on the bottom row. Yeah, there are. And then if we ever get, like, Kickstarter big box stuff, it'll have to either live on top or... Oh, yeah, like Wingspan. Yeah, like the Wingspan box we'll have to put on top, probably. Oh, man. Are there any others? Um, Not off the top of my head, but I would have to check. But... Is there anything else you want to say about the board game shelf before we go into our hot take? No, I still haven't posted a picture of it, but maybe I'll get around to that. Yeah, she likes to do the the color the color flow color organization like from the home edit. Yeah, I like to think that you were the first one to do that. So you you talked about it, and then I saw other people do it on Instagram. I probably just watched the show like. You know, around the same time. Yeah, I know. I don't think we're that popular, but anyway. <laughs> we're so popular. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's, been, it's been a while since I had an updated sh- uh, shelf, 
shelfie pick. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about with that. So you want to go right into our hot take of Arc Nova? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so, if you are not in the board gaming world and have not heard of Arc Nova, it was basically a game that took the board game community by storm. It was the hottest thing since sliced bread. From It came out in Europe at the end of last year, and it didn't make its way into America until, like, you know, March, April, that time. I think we got it, like, late April. And then we played it once in May, maybe. I'm trying to remember, yeah, when we first played it. Yeah, we played it. We played it once in May, and we were kind of like we were just like we need to play it again. We need to play it again. Like there were things we liked, things you know that we were like, how does this work? You know, I don't know if that we were playing it right. Played it again. We finally played it again. A week or so ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we have promptly sold it. Gotten yeah. rid of it. Gave it the axe. Yeah, we just weren't having fun as we were playing it, is really what it comes down to. Yeah, so this game gets compared... So, in... I guess I haven't described it either. Arc Nova, you are building your own zoo. Which sounds really great. Yeah, it sounds awesome, you know? It... The the way you're doing this is you have your board and you have a bunch of hexes and you're filling those hexes with enclosures. You are getting animal cards from either the top of the deck or there's this little line of them out in the middle of the board where you're grabbing those and then you're playing them the the neat mechanic which before we played it i thought was really cool i don't know if they call it a river of actions but basically you have five actions you can take it's like draw cards play a card or play an animal card play a sponsor card play a build something Mm -hmm. and every time you take that action you put it at the end of the line. And it's, like, less powerful until you let it build back up. Right. So you take it from where it's at, and, yeah. So if you don't use an action, it's going to build up in power, so when you actually do use it, it becomes very powerful. So it makes you cycle your actions fairly evenly, which is cool. I I, I like that aspect of the game. That was something that's cool and different that we don't have anything. What... What is huge in this game is the cards, and it's very similar to, like, a, um, underwater cities where there's a lot of con- a lot of context, just a lot of information on the card, or, um, Terraforming Mars, where there's a lot of symbolism and just information on every card. It's very similar to that. I almost feel like, but another level. Yeah, why another level? I just felt like it was just, like, too many things try and focus on but then the way there's also like cards in the middle of the board too that you can choose to take or not yeah the the ones they're kind of hard to get the ones in the middle of the board like they're public knowledge so you can Mm -hmm. see what you're grabbing but most of the time when you're taking cards you're drawing off the top of the deck yeah um which it doesn't feel great because like, I didn't, you know, I, I drew two cards, but I can't play any either of them. 
where they really don't fit with my strategy of predators or reptiles or whatever I'm going for. Yeah, you kind of have to, like, decide what you're going for and stick to that type of animal or you're, you're, I don't know, you're going to yeah, so get stuck? The reason you want to do that is there are conservation goals that are out there that it's how you get the big points. And this game is also very complex as there's two scoring tracks. There's appeal, which is how popular your zoo is, and there's conservation. So how much of a good person zoo are you, I guess? And so you're, the way you move that one up is you get different types of species or you get the same types of species or you release animals back into the wild, which is going to lower the appeal of your zoo, but it'll get you conservation points. The game ends when these two things meet. These two tracks meet. They start on opposite ends. And that's where I have the biggest issue. The game takes way too long. Yes, like it... You... You just feel like you're doing the same thing, like, over and over and over again. But then sometimes you don't really feel like you're making a lot of headway. Or at least that's how I felt. This is, may not be how everyone feels, obviously, because it's a popular game. I also just envisioned when I'm building a zoo that I'm going to, like, get to, like, place animals onto my little park, you know, my zoo park. That's not what you do. No, you just flip over an enclosure from empty to something's in it. And it's tiny, and it's just kind of like, meh, super tiny. You can barely even see what's going on on each little hex. It's, like, pinky nail-sized. Yeah. And I don't love how, like, all your cards just end up stacked off to the side, and then you just kind of forget about them. I get you don't have to stack them like that. We just do it because, well, one, this game's a table hog. It takes up a lot of space on mm-hmm. your table. Like, it, it pretty much, I'm pretty sure it's longer than our mat, our game mat that we have. Yeah, and we have a big game table, too, and it's still just, yeah. Yeah, so, and again, these are our issues with it. Like, when I said the game's way too long, obviously there are games longer than that that I do enjoy, like Game of Thrones or something like that. But this is a different Oh, I know, too, game. we talked about. There's, there is little to no player interaction in this game. Like, almost to a point where it, it's just like, I feel like I'm playing a solo game right next to you. Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that, because there are some animals that are attacky. Yeah, we just never got them. We never got them, or there's... There's two abilities on them. Every attacky card has a non-attacky ability. So if your huh. if mm, your that's a good thing table doesn't like attacky cards, you can say, "Well, we're only, we're only playing with the the non-attacky ability," which is it's nice. So it's you can either mess up somebody's turn or make it so where they their actions less powerful or something like that, or they have to discard a card or something like that, or it's you draw a card, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I mean, the biggest take on this is just we weren't enjoying ourselves while playing it. Yeah, well, it's the the time, I don't want to call it a time sink, the time that it takes to play the game and my enjoyment of the game aren't where oh, they should be. Yes. Yeah. So, like, Terraforming Mars is a long game, and it's very similar to this game. The cards in that game are 
almost identically laid out to this game. But I like that game slightly better. I don't I can't put my finger on why. One of the reasons might be there's an expansion for Terraforming Mars that jump starts the game. It makes it shorter. And it makes the start faster. And maybe that's could be a factor. Same thing with underwater cities. I like underwater cities better than Terraforming Mars and this. There's a jump start expansion to it that I I won't I would play without, but I pref- would highly recommend people play with just because it it gets you in the game faster. It gets you to the fun part of the game faster. And so this lacks that. And yeah, I don't know. I just there's something. And this game was really hyped up in my mind. I was like, oh, we're going to love this game. It's about building zoo. It's it's like Terraforming Mars, which we liked, but it's building a zoo. And so, yeah. I liked Terraforming Mars better, I think. Yeah. I, I definitely did. Yeah. So, which, and it has that cool action mechanic, but I just, I feel like, I don't know. It doesn't, doesn't fit our... Thing, but our gaming needs but yes. that's that's our hot take on it it's still a very well designed game that I can see why people really do like it yeah and it's it's shot up like board game rankings it's in the top 15 or 20 best board games of all time according to board game geek which is unheard of for a game that came out last year it's crazy. I didn't. Yeah. So I don't know, and I and maybe that's one knock against it too, is like that all happened before we played it. And so I was thinking like this is gonna be the so cool. And then I played it and I was like I guess it's it's kinda cool, but it's not that cool. Yeah. You know, there's there's a a hundred other games I'd rather play in front of this. Mm-hmm. That kind of became our mindset too. It was like, well, we're gonna pick A B C D E F G H I J K to play over this. To play over this. <laughs> and so, why keep it? It's not gonna get played. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ark Nova didn't meet our the expectations, the hype expectations, in our opinion. like to thank everyone for joining us again on this episode yeah and if you'd like to see the games that we are playing or you know pictures of our awesome updated shelf you could follow us at a couple games.mz on instagram if you have any questions you can email us at a couple games 2014 at gmail.com until next time I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this has been a couple games.